All right, welcome to the MindWorks Podcast with Dre and Kev. Today, we got a special guest. Her name's Rachel, goes by Maggie on Instagram. I'm very proud, I'm very happy and excited to have you on our show. It's an awesome uh, experience. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. So, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. Uh, so, basically, the first thing I want to start talking about is the September 10th event that Gays Against Groomers are having, which... I'm actually going to be speaking at, um, and you know, basically the way that me and Rachel met, we actually met at a drag story time protest, which was pretty awesome. Uh, and yeah, and then, you know, one thing I do want to let the crowd know and everybody knows that this is something that I'm actually not getting paid for. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not a big deal, nothing to you, but I'm just saying that because people are thinking that gays against groomers is a whole bunch of rumors that gays against groomers is like this sort of like group of individuals that is getting funded by higher up billionaires and like, well, that (laughs) wish, right. But basically that is not the case. We're all coming here, you know, on our free time, on our spare time to sort of spread a message. Our main message or my main message and what I believe in is that I don't really believe in the idea of indoctrination of children and and like sort of like these agendas that are being pushed within public schools. Once again, I'm a parent myself. I have kids that I care about and that I love. And I'm basically really concerned about all this sort of things that are happening within our schools and stuff like that. So I just want to pass the mic to Rachel. And Rachel, if you go ahead and want to introduce yourself and yes. where who you're are from you? and who you yeah. are. Where are you? Yeah. Where are you about? Well, where are you from? I'll, I'll, yeah. Well, well, thank you first uh, for having me here. And I'm grateful for the opportunity, every opportunity to speak up uh, and spread my message. Appreciate it. So as you mentioned, my name is Rachel. I also go by Maggie, uh, which is Maga Gay, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> I came up with that name uh, in 2018. I, I'm originally from Israel. I moved to the United States uh, almost 11 years ago. I didn't care much about politics uh, for the majority of my life. I grew up with a right-wing mom and a left-wing dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had... I was kind of like in the middle in my point of views in, on many issues, but didn't care much to or to express my opinion. Uh, but then when Trump was running uh, for office, um, I saw the primaries and I first, first saw that it was a joke, actually. That was like, what? <laughs> so did I. Why, why is he running for office? Uh-huh. But then I actually listened uh, to what he said. It was the primaries. And then he was talking about how he wants to eliminate ISIS. He wants to secure the border. He wants to st- strengthen the relationship with Israel. Uh, which uh, their former president Obama was kind of like almost uh, the biggest enemy of Israel. Mm. Uh, so I liked these these messages, and it was just so- something that was close to my heart. To something that I did for my job before that I will not elaborate on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I like that. Nobody else was talking about eliminated ISIS, and this is why I was just open to listen to him. And the more I listened, the more I I, I like what he has to say in his message of putting America first. Because if you don't put America first, what's the alternative? Second, third probably last. Like, if you don't put your country first, you know, America first, Israel first, any country is supposed to put uh, itself first and its citizens first and their values first. And this is what I liked about him. Uh, And I like that he's not a politician. And he's proven us that he's a man of his word. So many promises that he made at the campaign trail, he he accomplished. And uh, we saw ISIS being eliminated. (laughs) We saw Israel uh, uh, flourishing under Trump. uh, presidency acknowledging uh, Jerusalem finally as the capital of Israel. Not that we needed anyone else to, to acknowledge that. This is our own capital. We decide what our capital is. But yeah. uh, and move, he moved the embassy to Israel. He recognized uh, the Golan Heights as a, as a 
Israel so, uh, sovereignty mm-hmm. region and all great things and mm-hmm. uh, what what I notice is that media has been lying has been lying about him constantly mm-hmm. and taking everything that he says out of context and portraying him as a racist as a homophobic and all of the things and I wanted to stand up for him so I use social media my my, my online uh, personal page to to comment or to, to say things and then he I was getting hate messages uh, on Imagine. my personal account. Yeah, that's uh, that's what the left like to do. They like to dox. <laughs> they like to cancel you. And I just trying to protect my identity, I created this fake account mm-hmm. called, and I was thinking, what should I call it? I'm like gay. I like MAGA. <laughs> call it uh, ma- MAGA. Uh, so that's nice. why MAGA was created, just mm-hmm. so I can have the option to, to comment on Trump post. Mm-hmm. Or to post things on the story, or to share how I see it, and you know, it's kind of like very rare, mm-hmm. an immigrant, lesbian, Jewish uh, woman uh, who supports Trump. That's very like a unicorn. So, <laughs> yeah. so I created Maggie, uh-huh. and I started getting following because people like the idea that there's someone like me exists. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to start sharing my face because once again, I tried to protect my identity, but mm-hmm. as I got more involved in politics in uh, New York City, joined some uh, Republican clubs, I felt more confident to start sharing my face on mm-hmm. my page, and that's mm-hmm. actually when my account started actually blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been just being outspoken about the issues that I'm mostly passionate about during uh, the pandemic. I was mm-hmm. very much uh, vocal against the mandates, against yeah. the POV, as I called it, the mm-hmm. proof of vaccination very much reminded me how Nazi Germany required us to, sh- uh, to, pr- to show papers. Uh, we were, uh, Jew- Jewish people were segregated mm-hmm. uh, from businesses, and that's exactly how I experienced my experience in New York City because I was uh, not going to take the poison shot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's just like whenever there is something that's going on that I feel strongly about or that it's, it's somehow related to my experience, mm-hmm. I talk about it. And also that's what led me eventually to gaze against groomers because mm-hmm. it is something, uh, the, the issues that or that we are fighting against with this organization are, is something that I was also outspoken against uh, before the organization was exist. I was uh, talking against the uh, sexualization of children, mm-hmm. the drug queens that are performing sexually to children, uh, the, the idea that you're born in the wrong body, which is false in my opinion, yeah. and I'm allowed to share my opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me... I mean, okay, I can talk a lot about like uh, the experience. Maybe we want to go uh, go back to it later. But uh, yeah. why I've been talk- me personally talking about these issues, but mm-hmm. I've been vocal against it. And then uh, Jamie Michelle, the founder of Gays Against Groomers, mm-hmm. she reached out to me, including <coughs> other um, um, gay gay and lesbian people mm-hmm. who are also outspoken on social media mm-hmm. uh, on June sixth of twenty two. Uh, invited us to join t- the coalition that she wants to create mm-hmm. of gays and lesbians who are standing up against the groomers, against the people who hijack in our community, mm-hmm. uh, and and basically will indoctrinating children, sexualizing children, and pushing this agenda yeah. under the guise of LGBT inclusion, like il- il- using mm-hmm. us in order to get to the children. And we were like, no, you know, it will take from people from within this community to stop it, mm-hmm. and this is why this organization exists. Mm-hmm. We only getting uh, uh, well. We getting a lot of backlash because what well, we stand against. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, a, a big a big ass organization like that, you're gonna get backlash. Like yeah. that's the thing about. I think just like even in in the world in general, I think it's like you know something that uh, once you 
put out a certain message or say a certain thing or express a certain opinion, especially in today's world, backlash is expected. Yeah. Like you're sure. going to get backlash. And that's exactly why, you know, this past week, um, you know, obviously people are starting to know that I'm going to be speaking at this event. Even I was getting backlash. Even I was getting a phone call from like some random dude calling me saying like, hey, do you know that you're going to be speaking with some like neo-Nazi group? And do you know that they're neo-Nazi and stuff like that? I'm like, wait, hold up. I thought Rachel was like uh, from Israel. So and then I, like Jamie, is she uh, Jamie's also Jewish. Ja- yeah. Jamie's also Jewish. So I'm like neo-Nazis. Like I was like thinking, I'm like, no. And I told the guy, I'm like. Wait, hold up. Like, no, that's not actually the case. I think you mm. got it all wrong. These people are actually really nice people. Like, I've actually met them. Have you met them? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. So then where right. are you getting this information from? It's like, you know, you got to sort of like explore and like listen to people. And I think that's why it's, 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 it's pretty important to have you on this podcast and express what you feel. Because I feel like what you're saying, the way, so just to say I came from actually a liberal household, like predominantly liberal household. Like my brothers, my mom, everybody is liberal in my household. And I was, I was liberal myself. Until all of a sudden, like, I started noticing how radical liberals have been getting right. in terms of, like, sexualization, indoctrination of, like, kids and things like that and doing all these drag story hours. And then as a parent, it's, like, as if, like, this whole idea of, like, drag shows and groomers tossed me into the realm of, like, wanting to be more conservative now because I'm just, like, hey, like, I, I think there's some, I think you guys are kind of pushing it too far. And I've talked with plenty of clients like plenty of people i'm a therapist right so i talk with plenty of people that express the same exact feelings that i have when it comes to all these like sort of like uh, agendas and things like that that are going on in public schools like right. people and people the thing about it is that people are actually scared because of that exact reason mm-hmm. even i had a client just this past week saying how she was reposting something that had to do with like uh from libs of tiktok and stuff like yeah. that and she was like nervous to repost it mm-hmm. because she was like, oh, I'm going to get so much backlash if I repost this because I'm a social worker or whatever. Right. And I was just like, well, what happened? And then she was like, well, no, actually, it was actually different. Everyone was messaging me like, yeah, like, I agree. Like, that stuff is crazy. Like, why are people uh, thinking this way? What's going on with the world today? Why is this happening? So, like, and then I started talking about it on my podcast. And when I started talking about it on my podcast, people were actually reaching out to me saying, like, you know, oh, like, why are you saying all that? Like, what do you hate? Trans- what are you, transphobic? I'm like, no, like, I'm just... I just don't agree with like kids learning about gender ideology and all this gender stuff. Like it's confusing them. You know what I mean? I see it as a counselor. Like I see it. I work with kids. I work with kids. You know what I mean? Like I see them coming to me every, every, like almost every session they're coming to me telling me, Oh, um, you know, this past week, my teacher passed me these mini pride flags and stuff like that. And I was like, well, like one of the students, I was like, what, what did you do with it? And she's like, well, you know, I, I don't really agree with it. Like, that's not like what I, what I'm about and like things like that. And this is a 12 year old. A middle schooler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talking about a teacher giving out pride flags and stuff like that. And I'm just like, so like, what did you do with the pla- with the flag? Oh, I burnt it. And I'm like, is this, is this helping kids? Like, if you're trying to push it, like, I mean, when you're pushing it, it's different. I understand. We should talk about acceptance, right? I right. agree with acceptance. We should accept it. We should, you know, but once you start pushing it, people are going to, you know, people are going to take a step back and think differently about it. We're, ju- we're jumping uh, between a lot of uh, subject uh, that you mentioned a bunch of uh, different things but i'll tell you this as a, as a gay um, woman and people criticize me for calling myself a gay woman they said oh you hate being a lesbian no i just don't like the word lesbian but a gay woman is a lesbian uh, yeah i noticed that yeah it's fine I, I am a lesbian i'm a gay woman i'm a homosexual woman there's many way of, of calling what i am but i am and nobody had to teach me that i figured it out on my own you know and nobody there was when where i grew up and uh, well we didn't talk about the event 
Should, should we jump back? <laughs> yeah, we're jumping. We're jumping. This is an interesting topic. Because now what you mentioned, I want to share how I grew yeah. up and like how my experiences and why I, I, why I think. Yeah. yeah, Let's talk about that. Well, so as I said, I figured it out on my own. I don't need a teacher to teach me that gays exist. Mm. I um, When I was actually 13 years old, that's when I realized I was a lesbian, mm. uh, gay woman, mm. uh, because I realized that this girl that I met, what I have for her is what my other girlfriends have for boys. Like, mm. you know, when all the girls in class in the last couple, couple of years coming to 13 mm. were having crushes on boys and having relationship with, like, boyfriends and girlfriends and things of that sort, I felt, like, odd and, mm-hmm. and this. And I don't know if, if the teacher would have teach would have told me that that exists, it would make me feel different about it. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like it was meant to be at that time and when it, when it was right and with no influence because mm-hmm. the influence in that age can be manipulative. You know, mm-hmm. children's minds are very, like, they're a sponge, right? Mm-hmm. They're so easy to manipulate Especially if you're telling them that something is so cool and, you know, the Babylon Bee po- uh, posted a headline about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Babylon Bee is a satire, but the jokingly they said that a s- shocking study found that most kids want to be part of the most celebrated uh, group, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because <clears throat> mm-hmm. what, what, they're, what they're trying to do, it's kind of like, you know, they think they're saying that we are oppressed and therefore we need to be celebrated, but we're not oppressed. In America today, well, t- since 2015, gay people have equal rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they allowed, until 2015, now uh, they had the majority of it, mm-hmm. but then now they can uh, they can get married. I got married here in America to uh, to oh, woman. Nice. Uh, oh, nice! Congrats. Yes, thank you. Well, we are now actually getting divorced, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, okay. it's okay. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no representation even back mm-hmm. then for me, at least. I grew up in a small place in Israel. And I still yeah. figure it out. And when I figure it out and when I start sharing with my friends, I didn't get any negative reactions. Everyone supported me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only told my mom when I was 16. I wanted to wait a little. I didn't want to tell her right at 13 or 14 when she will laugh at my friends and be like, well, maybe it's a phase, maybe this, <laughs> which is fine. But I'm talking about 25. Well, I'm 38. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. 25 years ago. In Israel, in a small place, mm-hmm. you could be gay and have no problem with it, and no getting any backlash or negative reactions, or you know, some people, some people uh, that, that I know of, their parents uh, denounced them and some of that sort. But mm-hmm. I don't see how going and teaching the kids at school gonna change that because yeah. what you need, you need to focus on the children, the parents. Mm-hmm. You need to focus the, your education efforts for, of, of teaching about inclusion. Mm-hmm. On the parents, not the children, because the children will figure it out if they're gay or not, or they're trans or not, on their own. Yeah. You don't need to teach them that, uh, especially not, I mean, maybe 13, 14, talking about uh, adding it in some way to, to sex ed, mm-hmm. uh, which sex ed should focus more about having safe sex and, you know, uh, use protection and, and about consent and things of that sort. Yeah. But not about what they're doing right now at schools that they're teaching they they b- literally bringing dildos and showing them porn, and um, and then also confusing them, telling them that they the doctor made assumption about their gender mm-hmm. uh, when they were when they were born. They were assigned at birth uh, by by a gender, and they can choose their own gender. So I my I believe in science in biology, and biology says we have yeah. two genders: we have female and male. Mm-hmm. And if you're born one, you'll always be that one. Uh, and it's not even at birth. It's 
well, you're already in a womb. This is why we do gender reveal parties, right? <laughs> um, and, um, mothers all across the world waiting to know what what gender they have in their in their wombs. Yeah. And you know, some people do have gender dysphoria. I, yeah. I, I don't say I've, that it doesn't exist. But I've, gender I've dysphoria doesn't mean that you were born in the wrong body. Gender dysphoria means that you have a mental disorder. Your mind uh, thinks that you are in a different. Mm-hmm. Well, the way you see yourself is differently. And for the m- most part, these people are kind of like me, uh, like gender non-confirming people, like more masculine girls mm-hmm. usually will feel that they're trans men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more feminine men will think that they are trans women. Mm-hmm. And there are very rare cases, like zero point. I think it's 0.6% of population. Some people say it's even lower, 0.04, but I don't know. Let's go with the 0.6 just to be on the safe side on very it. But rare. it's very, very rare yeah. and not what we're seeing today. Yeah. You know, in New Jersey alone, you have 4,000% increases in kids that identify as uh, non-binary or trans. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not a natural increase. While at the same time, they're saying that there's a genocide and then these people are oppressed and under-attacked. Because if, if it's the case, then how come more of them are feel comfortable coming out? Yeah, exactly. You know, doesn't make sense. I all about loving and accepting them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they think they're, they're, they're the wrong uh, gender, if they want to go with a different name, maybe, I don't know. I think it's a little too dangerous because it can lead them down the path of having some medical intervention, which is, for me, a big no-no. The medical intervention... Uh, which starts with puberty blockers, mm-hmm. these chemical concentration. It's going to sterilize them. It's going to give them ad- many other health complications. And there's no way back. And what uh, makes me angry the most is the lies that are being told by the people who are pushing this. Because they're telling mm-hmm. them, these kids and their parents, that this is safe and reversible. You, can just, you just pause it. How do you just pause a natural process of your your organs developing yeah you can't once you introduce that chemical to your body there's no way back um and then it's it's obvious people lockers then they start taking cross-sex hormones and then eventually being led to having surgeries Mm -hmm. 12 year old 13 year old having double mastectomy because they believe they're a boy and then and then you have this one of these professors uh one of these doctors what's her name uh olsen uh she Mm -hmm. said well uh, the, the the trans kids already know their kids, and and if they want uh, if they want to have breasts later in life, they can go and get them. Oh. It's kind of like yeah. it's <laughs> it just it just <laughs> show you how it's all about the money. To be honest, like um, any any for money for big pharma. Yeah, any type of like um, surgery related to psychological problems, things in the past have always become unethical in the future. Right, lobotomies. Lobotomies. Yep. Uh, what else was there? There was the lobotomies. What else did, did they do in, in the psychological realm of things? There was another one, but I can't remember on the top of my head. But basically, like, lobotomies and then now chopping off uh, natural, like, sex organs and things like that. Yep. It's it's pretty um, radical, you know, to think that. And, and also, going back to what you were saying about, like, how kids nowadays kind of, like, are looking at this whole sexuality thing more as, like, a fad now. Yep. I hear that. Like, I have kids that literally come to me a counselor, right, and tell me and express to me that, like, oh, my God, like, you don't understand. Like, this girl's telling telling everyone that she's bisexual, but I know she's not. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's just like a fad now. And it's like becoming like kids want to like trendy with it. And like, obviously you're going to get recognition like it. And then you see these like influencers who are like, who are like transgender and who are like getting all this popularity from sort of like who they are, which is like a transgender person. They see that and then they want that. 
So then they go to school and they're like, hey, guys, uh, I'm gay. You know, it's just like, are you really, though? Like, yeah. are you, you know, it's like it's it's kind of like becoming like a fad. And that, that, that's like a problem. And I'm noticing that within kids that I work with. Right. And I and I'm, I'm speaking up on it because it's 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 like serious. Like, it's like, are you really like, is that really your sexuality or are you just saying that because you want to you want to be, cool. uh, be cool and you want to be in the in crowd and like you mm-hmm. you, you know you, you feel welcomed in that in that realm and like there has been times where a child has expressed that to me and then the person ends up not being gay and right. dating uh straightly and i'm just like, <laughs> yeah i don't look i know from my own experience that you cannot affect mm-hmm. your sexuality you cannot choose you feel attracted to you can lie about it of course you can say whatever you want mm-hmm. you have many uh many people who lie about the fact that they're gay and forcing themselves to be straight mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, you cannot change your sexuality. You cannot trigger it, and you cannot stop it once you feel that physical attraction towards to someone. Mm-hmm. And this is why I re- why I realized it when I was thirteen to the, like when I realized about that girl. But since then until today, I've never felt sexually attracted to a man. Mm-hmm. I, like it, not that I try to force myself, but I'm looking at men. I love men. I really hey, me, much me appreciate neither. man. <laughs> I really appreciate man. You, man. But yeah, you know, when people, right. are, you know, when religious people are, are criti- like criticized or say like, oh, you uh, chose it, you chose this lifestyle. Right. I'm like, I, I didn't choose to be no, gay. Man. I choose, what I choose is to be true to myself mm-hmm. where others don't. But mm-hmm. I choose to be true to myself and live through this lifestyle because, you know, I want to be happy. I want to be myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you cannot choose that. I mean, and then I ask them, can you choose? Can you choose to feel attracted to a man? You can't even choose to be fa- to feel attracted to the same. I mean, as a lesbian, I'm not attracted right. to all women. I have my type, right? Mm-hmm. And same as straight people. You have yeah. your type. You're only sure. attracted to a certain type of mm-hmm. people, right? Yeah. And Which you cannot be, force yeah. yourself to feel attracted to not your type. Exactly. You can like them, maybe the person who they are, but that sexual attraction, what you feel inside in your sexual organs, as you mentioned, that's something that you cannot control. And, and, and also like uh, having can preferences. You cannot de- deny. Yeah, and also having preferences, right? Like that's another thing that like, because you have preferences, people are yeah. going to like attack you for that. Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah. You, you don't like fat, pe- you don't like yeah. fat girls and you're fat phobic you're or fat something. You're fat phobic, yeah. And it's like, or, no, bro. Or if you don't like, like darker screen, then I'm racist. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? It's like, you and know. Now, and now if I don't like to date uh, a, a trans woman lesbian, then I'm a transphobe. Oh. But I'll take that label. I don't care. Transphobe is just a label, just a yeah. word. I don't care if they're offended. I care more about my truth than other people's feelings. I feel um, like if, if the world continues in this path, we'll no longer be able to have preferences. No. Like, yeah. like, cause then we'll all be considered some sort of yeah, prejudice towards something, whatever the case is. So like, I think it's very important, and I'm gonna keep saying it, that we educate people on the idea between having preferences and prejudice versus prejudice. They're not yeah. the same thing. Right. If I don't uh, want to be with someone or have someone sort of like around me within my circle, whatever, that doesn't make me prejudice towards that person. I don't have any hate towards that person. Yeah. It's like we don't so- share the same values to yeah. some degree. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, that's that's your preference. That's your opinion. We all have that, and that's the case. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't have to be forced to like accept everything. Like, mm-hmm. we can we can be like, wait, hold up, like. I'm I'm gonna respect that person, yes, but like I don't, you know, like I don't want to like celebrate. I don't want to have to celebrate it or yeah. like you know be involved with that individual. I mean, you know, it's just the difference between preferences, prejudice, and and be, being phobic to something. And then, and then also yeah. like the word phobic, it's it's like a fear of something. Like right. if you're scared of something, that's a whole different thing. So I think you gotta also reuse the word like you know phobic versus prejudice. Like I think those are something to, to like really classify the differences within. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What are, I'm curious, what are your religious, spiritual beliefs? Yeah, like where so... Where you grew up and where you're not with Sure, that? so because uh, I don't know how much you know about the Judaism, but mm-hmm. just because I was born to a Jewish mother uh, makes me a Jew. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm a Jew by default. Uh, <laughs> adding, adding that, because you mentioned something about the Nazis earlier, I wanted to add oh, also yeah. that I'm not just a Jew. 
I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was the only one to survive the Holocaust from his whole family. Mm-hmm. Nazis slaughtered his whole family, mm-hmm. including his mother, Sorry who to hear that. I am named after. So when these people are calling me Nazis and calling our organization Nazis, they're very much insulting me. So if they care about any people's feelings, spare my feelings, stop calling me a Nazi. Yeah. But um, I am uh, I'm Jew. I'm a Jew, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm not religious. I am not spiritual. I am very realistic person, and even though I really want to believe there is a God, I just don't feel it for myself. I never experienced it. Mm-hmm. Never seen anything. And, mm-hmm. and but I do respect people's uh, beliefs as long as they keep it for themselves yeah. and not pushing it on me. That's including uh, Jewish people, Christian, Muslims, exactly. any uh, any religion, any any person in general or or theology. Uh, religion, ideology, whatever it is, when you're trying to push yourself on me, on my way of life, mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna. Um, that's where I'm crossing the line, and that's when I'm starting pushing back. And this is why I'm also pushing back against thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because it, it's also been pushed on me the mm-hmm. fact that they're erasing lesbians, they're erasing women, they're erasing the tomboys. Yeah. Here we have here. Uh, this is femboys. this is the femboys, but we have here the <laughs> save the tomboy slogan. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I'm being outspoken. I'm a tomboy. I've been trying. I was. Well, there was a therapist that went to. Well, mm-hmm. I'm jumping all around. Uh, yeah. There was a That's therapist good. that went to eight, eight, eight years ago uh, to see. To I went to see her because uh, I da- I was dating a woman that uh, we had some arguments and I was having a hard time expressing my feelings. So she felt like I should go see a therapist to work on my communication skills. Okay. That's why I went to the therapist. I didn't have gender dysphoria. I was not confused about my gender. Mm-hmm. I went to that therapist. Mm. First uh, session, I guess, I don't know if it was the first or second, but we talked. started talking about childhood and kind of like some of the first uh, memories. And I mentioned uh, that as a kid, when I was three or four years old, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a boy. I mm-hmm. told people that I wanted to be a boy. I don't know how much I wanted for me. Looking back, I know that I said it is mm-hmm. because the experiences I I you know it, it's it's Israel south of Israel pretty conservative area mm-hmm. as a as a tomboy girl as a masculine girl I was having a hard time getting um, well accepted for mm-hmm. what I wanted to do anyway so I wanted to play soccer with the boys and they're like no we don't play with girls and like mm-hmm. girls want like everyone expected me to play with the girls or play with the girls toys and I didn't want to and mm-hmm. uh, my mom really wanted a feminine girl and to put me in dresses and I didn't want to you know so I just wished I was a boy so I would be able to do what I wanted to do yeah. you know so it wasn't that really I wish I was a boy mm-hmm. I wish that gender norms would not exist mm-hmm. and you know girls can play soccer well I mean mm-hmm. the girls back then didn't want to play with then, <laughs> thirteen years uh, no, uh, ten years later, I I, uh, I I I founded, I started a basketball team in, in the little area that we lived in for girls, and that's how oh, I wow. eventually got to to be in sports. When did you start recognizing that difference within yourself? In the, I guess very early because as as I said that that struggle with my mom that it my mom loves me and I love my mom and. She, she bad whenever I'm in, uh, mentioning these <laughs> things but for me I, yeah. my memories are that I was crying like hell mm-hmm. whenever she tried to put a dress on me when she was succeeded or pull up my hair up mm-hmm. and, and things of that sort that's when I already you know understood that I'm different mm. in in that way that I mm-hmm. just want to do things that are different from other girls I'm not a normal girl and and that's mm-hmm. okay there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um, the opposite I mean this is what should be celebrated not celebrated but just be cool and stop telling us that we need to be come boys. So yeah. going back to that therapist, 
I shared with her that. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's her response. She's like, maybe that's what you need to be happy with yourself. You need to transition to be a man. Mm. And I was like, that, so that was eight years wow. ago. I wasn't awake as I am how, today. How old were you? I was 30. You were 30 years old? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, How's, how are this the... Is a therapist in Israel? No, here. Oh, here. And I'm like, time. not surprised. But already eight years ago, and, and I wasn't as awake as I am today and understanding mm. all of this. And I, and I was like, yeah, you think so? I, I don't know. It's like, it just, it seems too much. And like, mm. no, it's just like, what's like... What is your, what is holding you back? And I was oh. like, I don't know. I think that uh, it's a little too too extreme. And I was like, well, did you ever think about it? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, what about like, I I share that like I I don't feel the most amazing with my femininity or like you know having my breasts and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, and it's not that I want to take them off, but. Mm-hmm. I, I would wear sport bras and never like really express my femininity. Mm. I don't like wear dresses or anything of that sort. I only mm. wear men's clothes because I just like them better, how they fit me. Yeah. Um, me- women's clothes that don't fit me as well. And also women's clothes barely have po- uh, pockets. It's really inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They, they, sometimes they have, like, they will have the, it look yeah, like, yeah. and then you try to put it only like that. Yeah, 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 you can only hold so, so, you like, can only hold so like, much. Like a little piece of your, uh, the little edge of your finger can go into that pocket. So, yeah, 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 it's yeah. not very functional. Uh, mm. But I really prefer dressing this way and mm. express, this is how I feel most uh, true to myself. This is how I express myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess I, you know, it wasn't, be that it's not all of her fault because I didn't give her the backlash. I was like, you know, she's the professional. She knows best, mm-hmm. right? She's the expert. I'm mm-hmm. like, you think that's what I should do? I'm like, I don't know. Explore it. She sent me home to go do the research. What a, a double mastectomy will look like. What a phalloplasty will look like. Mm. She's like, uh, she asked me a question. Like, how do you feel about sex? Like, do you, do you ever imagine? Like, if you have a penis? And I'm like, well, it would be cool. Like, yeah. it would be interesting and cool to, uh, to know and feel how that feels. Mm-hmm. But I'm a realistic person. It's, I'll never be able to under, to feel how it's built, you know. Yeah. If in another world, if I was born a man, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's not the case. I'm a woman, and but sh- I had to see these the images of phalloplasty <laughs> oh and, and all these things back oh. then, and I was still not, still not uh, convinced. Convinced, mm-hmm. and I was like, keep, like, and I went to another session, and then she's oh. like, "What's holding you back now?" You know, I'll, I'll tell you when, when it stopped, and and then she's like, "Well, next step will be like talking like." Ah, she said, what else holding you back? I'm like, I don't know how my family will uh, will take it. Mm. And she's, well, go talk with, like, go find one of the family members they feel most close to mm-hmm. and share with them. So that's my, that, w- that is my brother. He's a gay brother. We, mm. we're two years apart. We grew up together. Mm. Uh, I, ta- I told him, look, Aviada, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of uh, tra- transitioning. What do, you, what do you think? And he looked at me like, what? Like, and both of us know people actually yeah. transitioning. It's like, wow. I never, never heard you. It's, thinking, saying out loud that you feel like you're born in the wrong body or mm. like you like where'd that come from? I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like I never experienced I never expressed it. I never really experienced that within myself. And I, I told him that I I started seeing this therapist. Mm-hmm. I felt like she planted it in my head. And mm. so so he woke me up and then like with that with that like, you know, little pushback and mm-hmm. I'm glad for, for, for that pushback. I don't know how much down the down that hill would go, but I'm saying that if I like got convinced a bit by this therapist. Mm-hmm. I I'm just saying these young girls have no chance. Uh, when they're going mm-hmm. to therapists today, mm-hmm. no chance they're gonna be able to stand up for the, the true tomboy self, the woman. They should be proud of themselves. They're perfect just the way they are. No changes need to be made. And you know, if you if you still think that you want to do it, just wait until you're adult because mm-hmm. many of us have made 
I mean, until today, we, we, we keep changing our minds. Human mm-hmm. beings are fluids. Like, you know, uh, there are some people that change in their minds three times a day. Mm-hmm. And the problem is with these things that you're going to ruin your life. You're going to... You're gonna shorten your life expectancy, yeah. and you're gonna be dependent on pharmaceutical companies for the rest of your life, and there's no way back. And you, and, and still, if you really, really want to do it, I really suggest that um, you should talk with these transitioners, with people who've been mm-hmm. through it, mm-hmm. got to the point where they decided to to, to, to try to take it back, mm-hmm. uh, and and see how how it goes for them, because yeah. uh, that that will be a wake up call for for people trying to go this down so down this path. So basically, was this therapist? Giving you like gender affirming therapy? I would as I guess so in a way. Uh, I mean, she was. It started. It started with like me bringing it up, but mm-hmm. she she like she kind of like pick it up and continue digging and continue, what like asking me what's what's holding me back. Let's let's figure out. Let's solve this issue. Okay, mm-hmm. this issue. All right, and and. Um, uh, like when I mentioned about like uh, the, the penis, she was saying, "Yeah, but the, the, the science is so advanced now, and now they can create a, uh, a new penis." <laughs> no and it's I kind of like, yeah, she sold it as like, you know, I really can become a man. This is exactly why, like, as a therapist, I don't really like believe in like gender affirming therapy. Like, I, I, I personally, I, I personally don't believe in that. Like, I personally, as a therapist, I wouldn't provide that because, as a therapist, I just feel like that would put so much responsibility on myself. And right. I think the I think these therapy organizations need to think more deeply about this type of stuff because, right. like, you know, if I go against something that they tell us that we should be doing, then I can I'm at risk of losing my license. Yeah. But like the thing is, is that like if I don't agree with something like that, like it, because it puts so much responsibility, I don't I don't deal with something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't do gender affirming care. Yeah. I, I don't really Good. believe in it. I, I don't think it's like right to affirm somebody's like uh, gender identity based on like what the, the, the things that you're telling me like yeah. you have a whole life behind you like even your brother was telling you like yeah. you don't really that's not really who you were that's not yeah. you've never mentioned that before in your life now all of a sudden you're thinking about it at the yeah. age of 30 yeah that's like that's um that's scary yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, I just got, feel like I, I don't I, I feel like sorry. I, I mean, I'm sorry you had to go through like an experience like that. And then it also like, well, what does that make us therapists look like? You know what I mean? It makes yeah. us look like we're trying to like convince you, like yeah. almost like as you're explaining it, I feel like this person that you were talking to has some like evil agenda. Like, yeah. mm, so you don't think you're like uh, a man, like yeah. maybe you should like now the the uh, surgeries are good. And. Even to say that is unethical as a therapist because you're not a doctor. We cannot tell somebody on an ethical basis medical stuff. Like, we can't give medical advice as a therapist. I I would never do that. I just hate her even more now. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I'm sorry you had to go through that type of experience. Like, I I, I just feel like, you know, like, I think it's, it's more like, uh, when as a therapist, what I usually do is I self empower. Like, oh, yeah. if you feel that way, what do you want to do? Yeah. And if you yeah. tell me, well, you know, I'm kind of still struggling with it. Like, I, well, then give yourself time to think about it. But think, right. let, let that be a therapy homework. As you yeah. go through like your week, this next yeah. week, I want you to write down like what is it that you think about your body and how do you feel about it? Right. You know, like sort of exploring and then also exploring like your past and like yeah. see and what like, led to it. Also. Yeah, and what yeah. led to it and kind of yeah. like, but not just going off the rip and like because yeah. like, I don't never really like, share with her why I, I didn't I, I don't recall sharing with her why I felt like I wanted to be a boy. Uh-huh. It was just I wanted to play with the boys. I want to be one of the guys, but not as a boy. I just mm-hmm. you know I just wanted to be able to do the. Stuff that I like to do because I'm more masculine girl and I'm more attracted to these kind of things. So you know, th- that that 
that makes me makes me realize and that th- there is this agenda mm-hmm. because it wasn't for my well-being it wasn't for uh, you know figure out what i need is me in order for me to be me to be pushed down this path and to this you know i i get people say that uh, she looked at you and she's like like uh, an ATM or like, uh, <laughs> like a oh, robot, a yeah, robot. Someone like, I can use, yeah, gender non-confirming, uh, gender non-confirming right. woman. We can writing in the notes. Yeah. Patient is like this, like kind of like robotic, yeah. which is like something that I don't really agree with. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna front, but like you know, I've had clients that express those type of feelings to me, yeah. and when I tell, when they express it, I don't like affirm it. I just, yeah. I help guide them through it. Like yeah. I'll be like, oh, did you talk to a doctor? Did you look, did you hear the transitioner stories? Did you listen to people's lives that have been affected by hormone blockers? Are you doing your research on the hormone replacement therapy, the HRT? What are you doing that's like, and I, and I, and I, and I, that's how I navigate it. I'm not like, oh, you should go talk to the doctor. You should go research this. Are you doing it? Are you, you know, more questioning format. Like, so then it, you know, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. That's on you. And once again, like, you know, some people have their ways. I have, you know, I always say this, that I have nothing against like trans people. I love them. I think that they're great people. I have trans clients. They're the they're like you know. I, I it's a joy speaking with them. I enjoy our conversations. They're beautiful people. I um you know it's just like you know that's on them. That's on you at the end of the day. I respect yeah. it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's on you. And like if you want to go down that path, that's what you want to do. As long as for me, I'll guide you in a way where it's like, did you do the research? This is your therapy homework for this week. Go look into that. Go uh, figure it out. Go talk to the doctor. Go talk to this right. doctor. Make sure the doctor is not a little skeptical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of like just vet vet doctors, being advocacy to your own health. You know what I mean? These are the type of things I would talk about more. And I think that's a more a, a better line of like sort of like this uh, working with people's like gender dysphorias and gender issues. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to put responsibility, and I won't even tell the therapists that work for me to take on that responsibility. The way I I would supervise it is like I would ask you as a therapist, are you okay with taking that responsibility of telling someone to transition and why? Yeah. Write me an essay on that and let's see what you come up with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nowadays the, the therapists are so manipulative that the moment they, they, they have um, they see, you know, a child for the most part, uh, one of the first things they will tell their parents is that either they're going to affirm the kid or the kid's going to commit suicide. Like if it was a hundred percent guarantee that that's what's going to happen. I never had suicidal thoughts. I'm a totally different person. I'm a totally secure person. I love myself. Mm-hmm. I love my life. Uh, I love my body. I love, the, I love the fact that I'm a woman. I think that I won by being a woman, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but these therapists are lying to the parents and telling them, what do you prefer? A, a dead daughter or an alive son? Mm. Uh, and you Jeez. know what? What parent will like would go along and say like, no, no, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna affirm it, and I'm, I'm gonna go with, uh, with taking the risk of the suicide. So they do have fear mongering, manipulation, mental manipulation. Now it's true that the trans uh, population have the highest suicidal rate because they have mm-hmm. a, they have a mental disorder are not being treated. They mm-hmm. have a mental disorder that being treated with surgeries and drugs and cross sex mm-hmm. hormones that are not gonna solve their issue. The, the Swedish study, the, one of the longest studies that was done from 1970, they took all cases from 1973 until 2000, I think 13, I may be wrong, but some, somewhere in the 2000. And they look at all the cases and they saw people who went through the surgeries, who got the support, who got the reassignment surgeries, now they get to live the dream, right? Mm-hmm. The suicide rate goes up, it was higher. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like talking on that, like I, you know, I, once again, I've worked with people with, tra- also, with gender dysphoria. So crime goes up, and you know, they just becoming worse. Their the mental state become uh, getting get, uh, is worsening uh, after they getting this gender affirming care, which is a whole lie because you cannot. I mean, affirming you don't need to affirm your gender. Your gender exists. It's a biology fact. 
don't there's nothing to offer him there and then the word care is just the most like you know <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> thing to, to call it yeah, it's nothing but care and yeah. the word affirming is very ridiculous too but like yeah. the thing is that like i've worked with people with gender dysphoria right mm -hmm. and i've had successful cases working with these individuals and typically when i work with people who have gender dysphoria there is some sort of trauma within their life in childhood between their parents and i've noticed this right mm -hmm. it's as if in my theory from working with people in gender dysphoria and i don't want to generalize this theory to like the world or anything like that but like the people that i've worked with my theory about that is that i feel like uh, people that I've worked with with gender dysphoria typically have parents that are divorced or separated, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I always think it's like, are you trying to make up for the opposite sex within yourself because that would make you feel more safe? Because mm -hmm. as a child, when you go through that sort of issue at a young age of parents separating, it is the scariest thing yeah. for kids. It is scary. Who's, who's going to pay for the rent? How am I going to survive? Like as a child, you don't know any of these things and you're scared and it's traumatizing. So I feel mm -hmm. like that trauma becomes so built up to the point where it's like, Am I really, do I, do I really want to be like, if I'm a woman, do I want to be like a dad? Do I want to be uh, a man, right? For my family. And as if you're a guy, it's like, okay, mom's out of the picture. Do I want to be like my mom, the caregiver who's there that I want? It's almost like, um, like almost like it's associated kind of like what I'm seeing kind of more like dissociative identity disorder, kind of like a multiple personality disorder type of thing. I don't, you know, like that's what I'm seeing and that's what I noticed. But like, as I explore and I, and I psychoanalyze, I think mm -hmm. psychoanalyzation is like the, the proper tool to use with individuals who have gender dysphoria, because I feel like um, there is trauma within these individuals and who knows, maybe not for every individual, but at least the individuals that I've worked with. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with a few individuals who had gender dysphoria. And when I do the psychoanalyzation, and we come and they come to the self-awareness that like, huh, like, you know, like, yeah, I did have a rough childhood. I did have like uh, parents that were separated to some degree. It's not it's not a change to their sexuality. Like if they're if they're a gay person who's like feeling more feminine and whatnot, that's not that's not what changes. But what changes is more like that sort of taking on that sort of identity that's being kind of like pushed onto them kind of like. And honestly, to tell you guys the truth, when I work with people who are like suffering from gender dysphoria, they have their own negative thoughts about gender affirming uh, tr uh, medical care. Like they're even like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that because I think I, I would probably regret it. And like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, even they have their doubts about it. Right. So it's not like a thing that like every transgender person or every every adult transgender individual who has gender dysphoria is suffering with or like, right. you know, agreeing with. Like they're not like being like, oh, I'm transgender. So let me have a sex change. They're not doing that. Like a lot, right. like all the transgenders that I've worked with have actually doubted that and don't want to go in that. Like, you mean, like, bottom surgery? Like, bottom like, surgery? Yeah. Like, they don't want that. They're, they're like, no, no. I asked them, like, what do you think about, like, uh, you know, gender affirming, uh, you know, the gender care stuff, like, the the sex changes and things like that? No, definitely not. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, that's all you. Yeah. But they still live as the opposite sex or, like, presenting themselves. They still present. Like, they'll yeah. dress as a woman yeah. they'll dress as or dress as a man if they're right. a woman. You know, they'll, they'll still do that. And yeah. Hey man, do, do you boo boo like that's that's all yeah. you you know what I mean? I, hey, if that's how you want to live your life, great. That's that's how you you know that's that's Absolutely. you. That's your identity. I, I'll accept it. You know what I mean? As a therapist, I'm gonna still accept you. I'm not gonna yeah. tell you like don't be that way. It's who yeah. you are. Be who you are. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, like if you're gonna tell me that you wanna get on the hormone replacement therapy, do your research. If you're gonna tell yeah. me you wanna have a sex change, do your research. Right? I'm right. not gonna be like, do you think you should get a sex change? Uh, you yeah. see, like like you're like your yeah. therapist. Like, yeah. Uh, like what's holding me back um mm -hmm. it's kind of like pushing me to, to towards like you know yeah like what's holding you back right like yeah. what, like hmm, what is holding me back you're right like yeah. it's kind of it's it's like an interesting thing it's it's very scary you know I, I think the big thing too like i like how you uh, brought up trauma and i think a lot of what happens in with therapy and training to be a therapist is sometimes they focus too much on 
enabling that trauma or like you're a victim right and then it's like trying to help the person from the victim standpoint instead of a strength-based standpoint and i don't know if it's also like liberal political i'm more on the conservative side myself so i see this a lot and this is why i like working with dre so much is because we see it from a scientific and like very objective standpoint of you know biology and you know psychology and all these things not this sort of you euphoric fancy world that they're like creating um which you know is has no history it has no basis and it's just like kind of winging it as you go so Mm. i think that's a big part like are we looking at it from like you're a victim and you're a victim because you're a you know a femboy or or a tom girl or this and like how do we change that so that you're no longer in this victimhood of your life And that's not, that's not how it should be. It's like using social justice and therapy, kind of. Like, you deserve to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, I feel like social justice and therapy should be, like, kind of, like, separated. Because then you're bringing politics into the therapy room, which you should not ever do. Like, right. you shouldn't, I mean, unless the client wants to talk about their political beliefs, whatever. But as a therapist, you're not going to say, like, well, you're a Trump supporter. I'm not going to work with you. Right. Oh, I'm you know sure I mean? many of them did, though. I mean, yeah, these... but, but like they better check themselves on that because like yeah. that's what we're spo- that's what we're trained to do as therapists is to like really like okay, if I'm working with someone on the political spectrum, opposite political political spectrum as me, I have to check that within myself. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, yeah. I if you want to believe that, whatever you want to believe, maybe you're ahead. not in the right profession. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, if you, I mean, the whole, uh, I, I would assume that someone who wants to be a therapist wants to help people, but yeah. like, no, I only have to help a certain amount of people. Yeah, and maybe you're not in the right profession if only that's how you right are. And, and it's crazy because right. there's there's like uh, people like that, like there's a, a social media influencer who gets a lot of like influence, M.T. Oliver, you ever heard of that guy? Nah. M.T. Oliver, he's like a, he's like this um, uh, Black Lives Movement supporter therapist who like says like things like that, like, oh, if your therapist is a Trump supporter, they're not a therapist. What? <laughs> It's like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, like he literally posts things like that. And I'm just like over here like, bro, are you serious? Like, the only reason I follow you is because your posts make me really laugh and think about things. Like, yeah. So just continuing forward, like, I also wanted to talk about the September 10th event, right? So, you know, we did mention it a little bit in the beginning, but we could continue talking about it. Um, one question that I have is that this is obviously a fundraising event, right? So I just want to ask you, like, what do the where do the donations go and what exactly is going is going to be like you know how's that going to be dispersed sure so first let me uh start with sharing what is this event yeah, uh, yeah sure there you go That's yeah no problem so uh it's uh this coming sunday uh today's friday uh mm-hmm. september 10th we well it started with me in june i was offered again to take the position of the new york chapter leader for gays against boomers mm-hmm. Uh, so when I agreed, uh, basically we relaunched this chapter, and I started with uh, started getting members on board. And I was thinking that it would be a great idea to to create an event as a launch party, a launch event for the chapter, in order for people to come and meet us and and, and understand, uh, you know, in re- in real time, in person, uh, understand what this organization is about and why we even exist. And to see that we're not Nazis, uh, <laughs> and um, and and just to be able to have people from other organizations uh, to come and join mm-hmm. and support. So it was that that was uh, the idea. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, where I can do it. I was thinking about this venue that I'm friends with the owner. As I was about to reach out to her, to you know, I start making the plan in my head. Uh, she texted me and she said, Rachel, when are when are we gonna meet? I want to do a fundraiser for Gays Against Groomers. Mm. at her location so i didn't come up like if the idea of doing a fundraiser she put it in my head and i'm like you know what yeah we can do a lunch event and that i mean 
all the proceedings for the event will go to the organization. What are these organi- uh, fu- uh, funds, donations going to go to? Well, uh, this is uh, 100% volunteer, uh, non-profit organization. Everyone in the organization is volunteering their time uh, for this for this cause, for this mission, for this fight, because we all feel very strongly about this. We're all gay people, gay, lesbians, bisexuals, and trans people. We have trans people in leadership positions in the organization. None of us is taking money, but we need money because you cannot run an organization with no money. Just as I share with you, just the website costs money. Uh, but it's mostly we're using it to spread our message and our mission. Uh, so we're using the money uh, for... Uh, uh, trucks that we've been sent out at uh, at last Pride uh, during the, during the June the, the June month I don't like to call it Pride month June month mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we sent out trucks that had our uh, message there had clips of explaining why we stand up against uh, the indoctrination sexualization of children uh, we use the funds uh, to to do uh, stickers. Um, we have our newspaper that we we started uh, producing because we have been deplatformed de- from uh, Twitter before Elon Musk uh, and and Instagram has been censoring us and we've been deplatformed from Google. Suit we're not allowed to use Google because wow. uh, first our e- emails account were in Google, so we cannot use Google. Yeah. Uh, we can we were deplatformed uh, PayPal and uh, Venmo and then wow. also a couple um, other. Well, there were a couple. I'm not sure what's how many, but at least two companies that we used to uh, for uh, merch to create uh, T-shirts and, and things with our slogan and, and our message mm-hmm. uh, that also stopped uh, doing business with us uh, because of this all of this backlash. So uh, a newspaper is something that you cannot cancel. It's physical. Mm-hmm. Nobody can censor. Nobody can remove it, uh, mm-hmm. and people can can have it. Um, what else? We're using uh, the funds also for transportation. If you are going to, uh, our members are going and speaking at uh, school board meetings mm-hmm. or, 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 or uh, peacefully uh, demonstrations um, and things of that sort. So we're helping out. I mean, you know, people can spend. I, I spend my own money when I when I when I have to travel and things of that sort. But mm-hmm. if the organization can support a little bit, uh, that's very helpful because you know none of us is a millionaire, <laughs> uh, and we don't have millionaires who backing us backing us up yet, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. So this is still very. Sm- I, I mean, you said we're a lot large organization. I still feel like we're pretty small, but we yeah. are very. We we becoming more popular and and more loud, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope that with this uh, event on Sunday we will start spreading more message. Uh, the idea was that you know this is the launch party, and from here we're gonna start collaborating with other organization and with other people, mm-hmm. uh, with parents, and uh, we want to 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 go on the effort and fight uh, to end this indoctrination and sexualization of children in New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need money for it, uh, not not to. You know, we as I said again, uh, we all volunteer. We nobody's getting paid, uh, but just just to print out these things, uh, the signs that we had at the protest where we met, mm-hmm. that cost money. Yeah. So, you know. So basically, just this is donate. We, yeah. This, <laughs> so this is what we use the money for. Now, if you want, if you believe in our mission, if you also believe that children should not be sexualized, children should not uh, have uh, their teachers. Uh, or anyone else at school pushing them down the path of uh, 
gender ideology, mm-hmm. um, drag queens uh, reading them books about gender ideology and sexualizing them, teaching them how to twerk. God. Yeah, exactly yeah, I'm that. definitely donating for all that because I, I don't agree with any of that. Yeah. And I think that's very, that's, that needs to be said. And, and then you have the state and the city who are actually funding these programs. Uh, exactly. Just uh, the, the organization itself, Drug Queen Story Hour, or they changed it to Drug Story Hour. Uh, they just, them uh, received uh, last year, it was, uh, it was reported by the New York Post that they received over $200,000 from, uh, from the city for their programs. The, the, the drag queen story hour that they've been reading books to children uh, once again about it's not innocent books and for the most part they're also not just innocent uh, and the drag queens are not role models for your children yeah. like if you look up these drag queens nobody's doing actually background checks on them uh, which they should I don't even know if they're doing background checks on teachers but you know any person who has access to children should have to go through these background checks understand what is their background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just reported, uh, it was a school, a principal of a school, a drug queen who uh, actually has, what was it? I think he's, uh, he, he was involved with uh, oh. uh, ch- children pornography and, yeah. and things of that sort. And it's many times these cases are coming up. I'm mm-hmm. not saying all drug queens are, are like that, but you know, I've, I've I've been around drag queens for, for a while. Uh, I've been <laughs> in this scene. I'm, I'm very, very much enjoyed the night scene. I used to enjoy drag queens' performances. And, you know, the, the, what's happening behind the scenes, the, the sex, the drugs, uh, their lifestyle, it's not what you want uh, to be influencing your kids. children. And I actually accidentally got, in, got into a, a, a private fundraiser of drag queens, so yeah, the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, was taking place in someone's house that the host of that uh, of the person who lives there so her co- his cousin knows my good friend and she told her hey i'm having a i'm having an event at my place uh, for drag queens they want to come i was like oh it sounds fun mm-hmm. he invited me i'm like oh sounds fun mm-hmm. we went <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we arrived, I was like, oh, my God, is this a joke? And that was actually, it was in May of 22. It was just before, like, Gays Against Women's launch oh, or even yeah. created. But yeah. I was already been outspoken against these things. So, so I'm like, yeah, anyway, so I was yeah. there, and I'm like, do I leave or do I stay? And I'm like, okay, I'll stay. I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. I won't let them feel that I'm, like, really much against this whole thing. But mm-hmm. I recorded a bunch of things, and it's on my page. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Oh, the the things that they re- the books that they're reading they were reading about how uh, we all have to change the language to accept the other and how mm-hmm. you know you you can choose your gender and just confusing and and they they're, they're targeting three and four year olds uh, and then another one like it was like a showcase of what they're gonna do t- for the kids mm-hmm. so one of them did a whole routine about abortions and she used like a fake baby and blood and it was like a whole thing and I'm like is this is real the content that's supposed to be for kids. Oh. And then at the end of the of the party, after they showed a few of the things, then uh, someone rang the bell, and it was a male stripper, and he came in to grab all his clothes, start humping all these drug queens. They're all like, you know, sharing recording, wow. and I'm like, yeah, and I recorded it. It's also on my on that video Jeez. of the recap I did, and I'm like, really, is th- this is the organization that is um, supposed to represent us, the community? Mm. I don't I don't want anything of that. They don't mm. represent me. Mm. You know, uh, Gays Against Women is continually saying that. You know, this is, you know, you can't teach inclusion of LGB by showing a drag queen. It's kind of like if you would say, uh, this is how you respect women by showing them a stripper. 
Hmm. Basically, this is like almost like the equivalent. They're not representing us. You want to read to the kids, you want to teach them about inclusion and how gay people are amazing. Go as the man that you are. Why do you need to put all, all that fake wig, the makeup, the the provocative mm -hmm. and sexualized mm -hmm. uh, act, and yeah. just it just it, it really. I have a few liberal friends, and mm -hmm. all of them are agreeing with me that drag queens are not. Children, and Same. I don't understand how. Same. I have yeah. a whole bunch of liberal clients and friends who all tell me that this is not something that's for kids. Like, yeah. it's, uh, if you agree with that, like, it's, it's more of a radical. It's like past the liberal ideology, and and, and yeah. you know, it's not even like I, I don't want to make it political or anything, but it's just like that's just kind of like what it becomes, kind of like yeah. it's you can't avoid that. One yeah. interesting thing that you mentioned about gays against groomers, you guys started the organization in June of 2022. I read, yeah, and basically like it's funny because me and Kev started our podcast last year in October of 2022, right. yeah. and I started talking about these things, and I found this organization's uh, Instagram page, and then I was like, oh wow, I'm talking about these same things, and you guys are talking about the same thing. So like I just kept posting a whole bunch of your content yeah. and it's crazy how like i'm sitting next to somebody who's like part of this whole organization it's yeah. like it's like as if like i feel like there was some sort of meaningful uh connection here that we were meant to get come together Absolutely. it's as if like i don't know if any of y'all watch star wars or anything but i just feel like we're the we're like we're, we're basically like the rebels to this like big empire of yeah. like freaking people that want to like you know sexualize kids and things like that and it's just like you know at some points i feel like during this process because it is kind of like a little bit of a movement we, you know, I, I just think sometimes people are just going to get tired mm -hmm. and some people are just going to quit along the, along the road. Yeah. But this is something that's like really serious, especially for parents. Like, and I know this because every time I repost something from gays against groomers or libs of TikTok, all, all the people that respond to me are parents, parents. concerned parents. And they're yeah. like, Dre, I 100% agree with you. And that's why I don't stop because yeah. it's just like people are supporting it. And even right. when I put like the polls, I'm like, do you guys really think that this is normal? And then everyone's like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I'm not the only one. There's a silent majority here. Yeah. Nobody wants to speak up because everybody's scared. And to be honest with you, like going back to the event, you know, as I mentioned before, I even got like calls getting threatened to even speak at your event. Right. And that is crazy and that just shows the radicalness i will never threaten anybody for what they want to speak up and believe on right. but the fact that you have people out here that are actually calling me and like trying to threaten me and stuff like that yeah. that is ridiculous like like seriously like freaking grow up or yeah. like look at things differently or open up your mind we do not hate people we yeah. just care about the kids we yeah. don't hate people we don't hate you yeah. just because we have a certain ideology doesn't mean we disrespect you or don't yeah. or hate you I do, I do hate uh, Dr. Richard Levine, though. For example, <laughs> I do, because he will go on there on uh, he will go on TV, and I, I prefer, uh, purposely calling him Richard because he decided to pick up my name, and I'm not gonna call him with my name. But uh, he mm. will tell you that gender affirming care is life saving and medically necessary, and it's safe and reversible, and all these lies. That's why I hate him. We hate the people who are going after the children. If you're a trans person, you keep it for yourself. If you live and let live. Mm. If you're a gay person, you live and let live. If you're a drug queen, you're not going after the children. Yeah. We have no problem with you. We don't hate you. We don't. We really don't give a damn about you. <laughs> really. Wait, so do you hate him or do you like just don't give a damn about him? No, I'm saying 
if you don't go after children, we don't mind. You uh, do whatever you want. But, but if, if you, you are going after children, children, we hate you. We hate you. Okay. Yeah. So basically, all right. So like yeah. me, see, like I yes, hate you. Sorry, I, not I, we as a whole. I hate you. And I, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> if you're like, going after children. I'm pretty sure most of the country would agree that they don't yeah. like pedophiles, right? Like, yes. th- who would want a kid to get harmed or sexualized in a way from a pedophile, right? Yeah. So we don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like pedophiles either. And I've said this yeah. a million times. I can't as a therapist. The only people I can't work with are pedophiles. Why? Yeah. Because I just have such a strong bias towards that. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm a parent and I have kids and I've had brother. I had a brother that's been molested by one before. Mm-hmm. So I understand the trauma of that. And like, basically like, it's just something that I can't work with because I just have, you know, like I had close experiences. And then when I work with kids, I also have to work with the victims of things like that. And I've right. worked with kids who have been through, suffered pedophilic uh, things from adults and, mm-hmm. The trauma from that, it breaks my heart. Like, I, I just, I, and, and that's why I support this sort of organization is because they fight against that. And that's yeah. what, like, I really care about because yeah. I care about that client, that one little girl that one day came to me and literally told me that this guy, her neighbor that they were living because, you know, she lived in this room, yeah. got molested by this neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And that's why this organization is very important because if we spread sexuality to kids, the society is going to burn. It's a social yeah. contagion. The Absolutely. thing that everybody's getting involved with is the social contagion that of inclusivity. Oh, let's be inclusive to this. Let's be inclusive to that. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to be to push the the pedophilia. They're trying to add pedophilia to the LGBT community. I they're heard saying, about that. They're saying, well, we have to protect. You have literally lesbian women who professors who are going. This one professor who was hired by uh, 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 John Hopkins University, she she's saying that she actually thinks she's a man. Oh, that one, yeah. She wrote she the book, saying, a, a, a Dark Shadow or something like that? I a Long so. Dark Shadow? Yeah, and it's about I think so. Maps about... About being, maps, yeah. yeah. So maps, map is a minor attracted person. That's what they say, right? That it's minor attracted person. It's better to call, you know, it's more humane uh, to call a pedophile a map because it's less offensive like like we should care about the pedophiles uh, feelings you understand <laughs> where we're going and and i'm saying and the reason we have been outspoken against these things when you are pushing when you're enabling and you're telling us that children can consent to change their name to change their pronouns to literally take in hormones and all of this to make all of the decision they're mature enough there was someone I, I, I reposted, I made a, like a, a response post to, uh, this woman said that if children are mature enough to understand what it means, then they, uh, they're mature enough to consent to it. And they have the right to consent to it and parents don't have a right. Well, children can also understand the meaning from a very young age of sex. So if they can understand the meaning of sex, can they consent to it? No, they can't. They cannot consent to any of these things. There's a reason why children cannot get a tattoo until uh, the 18. Or get some plastic surgery like their boobs well, done or their right. butt done. Yeah, like, uh, you the know, same, yeah, you know how the, the trans activists will say, well, uh, well, also women get in gender or feminine care when they're doing a, 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 a boob job, right? That's but adult not, women. But yeah. They're not doing it at 12 years old. They're not doing yeah. it at 12 years old. What 12 year old, you know, got some butt, they got their butt done. Yeah. And what the hell would that do to society? Like, that, yeah. You know what I mean? That's fucking uh, crazy. No. Like, yeah. you're going to see like a 12 year old walking down so with I'm their all, ass done? So I'm also against that, but I'm not having a whole platform that I'm speaking against it because, you know, it's an adult. You want to, you, yeah. have, you want to disfigure your body? After the age of 18, do whatever you, you want. want. You, want yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but leave the kids alone, man. Yeah. Like, leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. So, <laughs> like, so I see it as, you know, this whole, push of push, pushing that sexuality uh, of teaching sexualities of children there are sc- there, there are schools that are teaching them or 
teachers are encouraging them to masturbate and things of that sort. So this is like really blurring the lines of, of, mm-hmm. of consent. Of, of, of Instead of, we used to teach children that danger is, um, danger is sorry, stranger is danger, yeah. right? Uh, and if a, a, a stranger asks you to keep secrets, that it's a problem, right? But now this is what the school does. The school are hiding the mm. the, the tr- uh, socially transitioning the children mm. from the parents. They're not letting the parents know. And then if you have a school district that decided they will tell the parents now in Jersey, the government, the governor is suing the, the schools. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 you have to hide it from the parents. What the hell? Uh, they're, they're breaking the family mm. union in that they're creating separation between children and I see it as because they want to normalize pedophilia, they want to eventually legalize pedophilia um, mm-hmm. and you know y- y- I don't know how much all of these posters are real or not but mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a few that are saying you know uh, love has no age uh, you know kind of like you know kind yeah. of the same thing as a sec- it's a sexuality like if yeah. a sexuality is same as attracted but also sexuality can be you know, to, to minor people. Mm-hmm. And it is something to be, I have to be honest about it. It is something that the community is very much suffering from. There's a lot yeah. of pedophilia in this gay community, especially with gay men. Mm-hmm. Many of the gay men uh, that I know and that I met in my life. And I, I've been many victims times, of that. I, I, I see that. Yeah. I work heavily with the LGBT community and a lot of gay men express that there is some sort of like, um, you know, grooming, grooming and grooming and, and pedophilia. That's why when you were talking about like kind of like the sexuality thing about this is who I am kind of, but yeah. I do feel like the environment can also have an influence yeah. on an individual's sexuality to some degree, like For a large sure. degree, even if it's like not even in terms of gay, lesbian or straight, but even hypersexuality and hyposexuality. Right. Like media can influence kids' minds to be Absolutely. like more hypersexual and be like well, more like, social media, you know, is, like, is that like, yeah, that? and you know, you got, you open up your Instagram, you got a woman shaking their ass half naked, and it's like, you know, uh, how do the kids interpret that? Oh you know what I mean? so, so many so, times I, I see little porn coming up on my on my feed on yeah. Instagram of accounts that I don't mm-hmm. even follow. It's yeah, like it's a, like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Yeah, so they're so busy with censoring us and uh, uh, and conservative. And by the way, I just want to make one point Gays yeah. Against Gummies is not a political uh, organization, exactly. it's a non uh, nonpartisan. I myself am uh, conservative. Uh, but we have also liberals, we have Democrats, registered Democrats, we have people who actually voted, voted for Biden. Can you believe it that people actually <laughs> voted for Biden? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna but lie to you. Like, I'm, I'm a little, li- I was always like liberal myself, but yeah. like I've just recently started to like get on the other end. Like I started, yeah. I was like more of a moderate liberal, but now yeah. I'm like, because I'm like because more of a family man now. Like, because yeah. the more, also the more you grow up. Yeah, the more you grow up, you become yeah, more conservative. Think, That's natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we're not, even though we are uh, categorized as people like to call us Nazis and hate group of anti-LGBT, we're also being called right-wing extremists, which we're not. We, like, we're not even talking about politics in our, in our message. Say, uh, that, say that louder. This group is not neo-Nazi group at yeah. all. At all. This group is not negative people. They are extremely nice individuals. I, I, I can sense a bad person with my intuition. Yeah. These people are not bad people. Stop threatening people. Stop stop saying yeah. these these lies about this group. They are not bad people. They yeah. genuinely care about the kids. Yeah. Like, and we we actually been since since we've been getting uh, so many attacks and we have some bad experience. The people we've been on board nowadays in the last few months are all being vetted. Like we're mm-hmm. making sure that we're not bringing any infiltrators to our organization because of that, because of the backlash that we get, the lies that are being made up about mm-hmm. us. Uh, if you open the Wikipedia page, you know, you, you know, Wikipedia, it's, 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 uh, 
someone can edit it and then uh, I think it's, it's actually been re-edited though. I think they re-edited it. I think they fixed it up a little bit. Our like, page? I, yeah, the Wikipedia page of Gays Against Groomers. Uh, was someone was edited? Oh, I think well. it's kind of edited. For, for the better? Because <laughs> they, they, they had that like crazy red symbol, right? Yeah. But now they just put the regular Gays Against Groomers symbol. I don't know if you've don't seen know. it. I don't know. No. Got, got I'll update, check it but out. But yeah. all these lies uh, that have been told about us by our haters are basically people who, you know, we're saying if you are standing against organization that stands against groomers, then you have to look in your mirror. Like <laughs> why you don't want us to protect the children? What, what do you get from it, from uh, silencing us? It makes you guilty. It makes you look guilty. You know, every time someone's coming at us at the at the comment section, immediately everyone's calling, "Oh, groomer, groomer," because it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It it you have to be really messed up in your head to not uh, to not want to join this fight to protect the children. To yeah. not understand that children' innocence must be preserved. That when you uh, <coughs> expose children to sexuality, when you expose children to to these uh, damaging materials. It's just wrong. It's morally wrong. I know mm -hmm. it's legal, but I think it should should not be legal. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, gender affirming care should be legal for minors. Mm -hmm. I think we should protect the children as we protect them. You, you know, if a, if if uh, a seventeen year old want to smoke, they cannot. If they want to drink alcohol, they, they have to wait till twenty one. Yeah. Yet they can get puberty blockers when they're four years old. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And yeah. then you know they're telling us no, but they know the kids. They know they're trans. And when I told them, but I thought that I want to be a boy. I was like, no, no, it's different. It's different being a, a tomboy, a masculine girl than actual trans. How can you tell when you're four year old? How yeah. can you tell when you're four year old? You have no experience. You don't even got to the point of sexual attraction or to explore your real self. You didn't go through puberty. You didn't develop yet. What what would it's, be the difference? It's part of the There's social no contagion. Like it's part of that social contagion. Like that yeah. that's a social contagion to think that because it's 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 guys under the the mask of inclusivity and yeah. and, and understanding and empathy, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of like um, you know, I wanna make sure that this person is is okay mentally and stuff like that. So let's do this, but that's not the right way. There's, there's other ways. It goes into the whole idea of like spreading the idea of like gender ideology too to kids. Like yeah. it, it's, it's like confusing, you know, it's like yeah. you're raised in this household. Typically most people are raised in households where there's like a mom and a dad or whatever yeah. the case is, a man and a woman. Right. So then when they go to school and then a teacher's telling them like, Oh, well, if you're a boy, you can't be a girl. If you feel like feminine or like a girl, like that's just, that's just more confusing. Cause then the kid's going to go back home and the dad is just going to be like, wait, what? You're calling yourself a girl now? Where'd yeah. you hear that? Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's kind of like, it's scary. You know, it's like, kind of like, you know, like that's not, that's not something good to spread. It's, it's a gender ideology. Yeah. It's not helpful. And I see, honestly, like even as like a, as a teacher myself, like I see kids, like st college students coming in brainwashed with this sort of gender ideology stuff, yeah. like saying like, you know, things like if you're a man, you should have a, you're, you can have a vagina. And if you're a woman, you can have a penis. Yeah. It's like it's like what? <laughs> like, what? Like, no, you, you can't. Uh, uh, well, a woman is a is adult human female. You know, uh, a, a woman is just an. Yeah, but now you can have a penis good. supposedly if you're a woman. Yeah, but it's all come down to <laughs> what what is a female? Someone who has XX chromosomes. Yeah, uh, you know, it's all up to down to this. Now it's true that there are some people who are born with like with both intersex. Like intersex but yeah. it's very very rare, and it's yeah. not even about identity. It's literally by like they have 
Opposite, and that's right? a, that's an interesting thing because that's what they think of themselves. If you call because because there are intersex people and you yeah. want to be inclusive, right? Yeah. You are marginalizing intersex people by yeah. calling yourself non-binary because right. those individuals are the actual non-binary individuals. Yeah. So you're marginalizing those people. Oh, if you have a regular sex organ like a penis yeah. and you're saying, "Oh, I'm non-binary," no, right. it's the intersex person who's non-binary. Right. You're taking it's like me saying I'm black when I'm freaking <laughs> Spanish, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm marginalizing black people. Like, if I say I'm black, like, imagine I go around saying I'm black. Like, The, the whole identity mm. thing is just, it, it's, I, I call it, it's like, it's a delusional world that, that, that they live in. And then they expect us to go along with this delusion, which if you are going to be treating me with respect, if you're not going to push it on me, if you're not going to push it on children, I will respect you back. I will call you with the pronouns you prefer. It's fine. I'll try. I'll, I'll try to stick to your name because otherwise it's really confusing. But at the end of the day, you know, whatever you'll do to yourself with just a costume, you know, plastic surgery or anything, but we see through it. Yeah. You know, you, you, can, you, can, you cannot deny the, the, the biology fact that you're born as, the, uh, you're born as a one sex and you will forever be that sex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you'll pass away, if they'll dig your bones, you know, the people like to say that, yeah. they'll dig your bones uh, and they'll look at your bones, the bones will tell them what sex you are. Uh, no matter what fake penis you put on and, and the fact that you took off your, your boobs, you're just going to be a disfigured woman uh, for the rest of your life. Now, you want to call yourself a man? Fine, call yourself a man, but you cannot force me to call you a man. You don't have that right. Uh, and it's, it's, you don't have that right, and I have the right to say what I want. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the right to identify as you want. I have the right to identify uh, as a truth teller. And, <laughs> and I believe in science, in biology. Same. And, I have to teach and, that. <laughs> and there's a reason why, you know, uh, if we can lead to the, next, uh, to the next subject, but there is a reason, uh, for example, why we have uh, uh, sex-specific spaces. Um, mm. uh, so when you're trying to blur these lines, those gender-specific spaces are being erased as well, which is very unfair for women who fought for so long yeah. uh, for, for have the opportunity, for have women's sports. The reason we have women's sports to begin with is because women cannot compete with men. Mm -hmm. I used to be a basketball player. I played uh, professionally for eight years. I was the best of the best in my area, mm -hmm. but any mediocre boy that was mm -hmm. in my like in my school or like a, f uh, a brother of my best friend we will play with him he kicked our ass sorry for <laughs> yeah. my language really and he was not that good compared to other men i yeah. was the best of the girls he's like really maybe at the bottom and he kicked our ass okay what was it that you said that before like why is it that uh what is it that trans why do we have an issue with trans women playing in sports but we don't have an right. issue it with trans, be trans men yeah. playing in right. sports like yeah. why is that not an issue? i wonder why exactly <laughs> I mean, it's so easy now for, for all for these men, and yeah. it's not, uh, not fair. It's not fair because not fair. they are taking scholarships, uh, mm. they can taking trophies, or recognitions, mm -hmm. uh, they're winning Women's of the Year, mm -hmm. and and all yeah. of the things. And meanwhile, the women who have to compete against them are being, uh, first of all, in a way, sexually harassed in the lockers. Mm -hmm. uh, you have what's going on yeah. with William Thomas. That a swimmer, the swimmer, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, William Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he didn't do a uh, he, he didn't do a vaginoplasty. He still mm -hmm. have his penis, and when he's in the locker room, uh, the women are feeling very, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, but the university don't care about their feelings. The women, the women 
who cares about women <laughs> we care about the mentally I, uh, unstable person who thinks he's a woman and getting aroused by the fact that he's a woman there has um, to be there has by the, to be by the idea that he's a woman not yeah fact. there yeah. has to be in like a separation of just like for transgender sports yeah, like yeah, they can create their own, that, their own that, sport because like it's it's unfair like it's not it's not, not a fair, fair thing for women. I, yeah i wanted to ask you um you know, your voice is pretty powerful and many people look up to you and you inspire many people. Like, what does that really look like for you? What does that feel like for you? Thank you. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just like, you know. I, like don't, I, I actually lot. don't feel it that uh, like that uh, on really? my day-to-day basis. Like, I don't feel like that. I mean, you know, when I open my Instagram and I see all these people there, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously it, it makes a difference. But on my day-to-day life, I'm kind of like a, private normal person i don't walk the street and people recognize me thankfully <laughs> otherwise yeah. probably i'm gonna get some issues not yeah yet. you probably wouldn't not want yet. that not yeah. yet not, not yet. yet not yet but um but, also like but how do you i i i enjoy it mm-hmm. enjoy it in the way that well i don't re- okay it's, it's it's a situation that i don't want to be a famous person mm. it's not about being famous i don't mm. uh, it's not about I, like I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell people. People ask me, for example, if I do wedding photography because mm-hmm. there's a lot of money in weddings, and I'm like, well, I'm not in photography for the money. <laughs> oh, so okay. I mean, I'm a photographer. I'm not in it for the money. So okay. I don't enjoy and don't enjoy doing weddings because they're too stressful. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. But um, so you're more in it for the movement, not the fame. Or anything so like I that. I do what I do, and I explain it to people. I have my page because I want to express my opinions, mm-hmm. uh, and, and someone who's more conservative. Uh, I lost a lot of uh, friends. I was excluded from uh, the LGB uh, communities here in New York. I was um, I was uh, I was a captain of a pool league in a gay league, mm-hmm. uh, billiards. And mm-hmm. when they found out that I I like I was in a Republican event, they were like, no, you mm-hmm. cannot. I mean, wow. I lost friends for it and things of that sort. So in New York wow. City, a very liberal place, it's mm-hmm. very hard for me to express myself. So. Wow. This is why I have my platform, so I can share my opinions. Sorry and then, to hear that. And then, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I guess I'd call it it's part of the job, I guess. The mm-hmm. my, my, my job, as I see it, the, my mission in life is to be true to myself mm-hmm. and live. Uh, I'm putting myself first. I'm teaching people in my life around me that they should all be as selfish as possible. Kind of like putting America first. That's, That's beautiful. That's idea. You know, selfish is not a bad word as mm-hmm. long as you also care for others, not saying only care yeah, for yourself. But you mm-hmm. have to be caring for yourself and exactly. what you need and what you want out of this life first and mm-hmm. put that as a the top priority mm-hmm. and then obviously take care for others. And my top priority is to be true to myself. So mm-hmm. when I found the power of speaking up and how it's affecting people's lives, I just have to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And I know when now with all the followers and all meaningful. the people looking up for me, how meaningful it is mm-hmm. for people's lives. I know that I can never stop doing so. I will have to continue speaking up because otherwise I will not be able to live with myself. I can't be like tomorrow, be like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm like, I'm done. I'm closing down Maggie mm. and I don't mm. care about this thing. I, 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 I will never, I Get don't up. think I will ever be able to feel this way. No matter how much hard they're going to try to cancel me and whatever mm. name they call me, the things they're going to be able to shut me down or Instagram, they're censoring my posts. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to repost the post one. or create another account. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, and I also bear, I don't really make money off this account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do spend a lot of a lot of time, so the little mm-hmm. money that comes in is help, but through mm-hmm. like merch and things. 
but I don't do many of the things that other um, influencers, influencers do. are doing with subscribing, mm-hmm. subscribing, or have a personal thing or yeah. Patreon. None of these things. Really, mm-hmm. the only thing that I have is one small merch store that I have because I like that if people will buy the shirt that have my slogan, it, it will. I would hope that they will wear it and mm-hmm. it will encourage the conversation. Nice. I want to inspire people to be more outspoken. I want to encourage mm-hmm. people uh, to join the fight that I'm fighting. So during the mandates, I encourage people to not wear masks. Mm-hmm. I will wa- feel myself walking to the subway with no mask. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and standing up against uh, proof of vaccination. I went to Trump Tower to record that they asked me for proof of vaccination while Trump was saying that he against the mandate. So I'm like, mm-hmm. sounds like a hypocrite to me. <laughs> I still support Trump. I yeah. can criticize him for, for, for many yeah. things, of course, but I still, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone is perfect. As, 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 somebody, as somebody with a I large following, like yeah. how, how do you deal with like the hate part of it yeah. emotionally? Like how yeah. do you deal with that? Because I need some advice on that. Sure, I know. <laughs> uh, it, I tell you, it's not, it's not easy. I don't think it's easy for anyone. Because yeah. whenever I get a hate comment, it, it like I the first thing is like I want to respond, but then I don't know which I don't respond. Hold on, uh-huh. take a So if I'm taking a moment, it's like hunting me in my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. I'll, I'm keep thinking, oh, I'll respond this way, I'll respond this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it makes me a little bit down myself, and I'm mm-hmm. getting down, and I'm getting pissed, and I'm like, also dating life is really hard mm-hmm. when I have this whole second person second life or uh-huh. persona mm-hmm. uh i don't i never know when to bring that up so mm-hmm. the way i deal with it wow. what i do mm-hmm. is um well it, it, i have this bracelet that i created and it says thought cre- thought creates reality mm-hmm. this is something i very much believe in. beautiful a cbt right there mm-hmm. <laughs> cognitive behavioral therapy yeah exactly so uh-huh. so why do i bring it up is because whenever you are down whenever you you feel uh, you feel frustrated or anything of that sort. This is right now like happening in your mind and you have these negative thoughts. So what I do is I actively change those mm. thoughts to mm. be a positive one and thought creates reality. So once I'm forcing myself to think about the positive things of it mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the bigger, the bigger half, Full half of the glass, or that or glass half full. Glass half full. Being more optimistic. Being more optimistic, but mm-hmm. mostly, mostly reminding myself why I do what I do. Yeah. So the tomboys, for example, as we say, people looking up to me and all, and how I'm impacting lives. I have people, pa- mothers and, and parents, and act, and also young uh, women who reached out to me and thanked me for saving their daughter or saving their own life. Uh, that's me. I. Too. That's very very meaningful. That's how I feel so whenever is, a client tells me that, like. A parent like oh my god you changed my son's life i'm just like yes yeah like it feels good you know i i i i'm kind of like i whenever i read one of these stories i immediately start like crying hysterically and it's Mm. like i feel it's it's bigger than me and i have to speak about it i have to i have to continue speaking about it Mm -hmm. i give them well first of all i give majority of my followers are parents are Mm. actually straight christians i did a poll (laughs) so it's like (laughs) really yeah it's about like 60 60 65 percent are uh, straight Christians. Wow. That, 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 I'm one 20, of them. Yeah, and another twenty percent are straight non-Christians, so it can be Jews or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then only like a total of uh, of a, of a ten percent, I think, mm-hmm. uh, something just That's gay beautiful. people. Uh, but many of them are reaching out, and there were there are a few stories of like a mom, mom, mothers that shared how uh, the daughter has been going through, you know, some gender dysphoria, has been struggling. There was one girl who was actually being suicidal, uh, attempted a couple times, wow. was saved, uh, went in the hospital, and all that. And she then eventually showed her some of my videos, and it completely changed her mind wow. about this whole thing. And she's Powerful. better, and she now embraces the tomboy that she is. She loves herself. Uh, and there awesome. were a few stories 
so this is the main one with the, with, this, with the attempted suicide, which really affected gotcha. me. But mm-hmm. there were other stories of girls who were going through this, got exposed or to to my content by the parents, mm-hmm. or the parents got you know the encouragement and tools and comfort for me to be able to do with their daughters and you know and save them from you know going down this path and just accepting themselves. Uh, and you know, there's nothing wrong with being a masculine woman, even though many people tell me that there's something wrong with me for that. But I don't care what they think. That's how you um, handle the whole hate I thing. I know that I'm perfect the way I am, and all other tomboys are perfect the way they are. Um, and right. I I hate seeing the tomboys are being erased. The, the, those butch that so tomboys doesn't have to be specific lesbian, but what yeah. we see in the le- in the gay community with the lesbians specifically, those butch lesbians, we don't see them anymore. Now they're all trans men, mm. uh, the majority of them. And and I, uh, women have been dating. They're also saying, yeah. like, you know, we're we're all the lesbians. Like so now, it's all you are, we all have to identify as pansexual and not yeah. a lesbian anymore. So basically, how you handle this hate is you find meaning within the work that you do. Yeah. And basically, I, I know we're gonna have to like end it off, but I want to like also, you know, say like, you know, my thought, my question is like, if all this without people that are speaking up continues to happen, ten years from now, what would this world look like? Mm-hmm. And I just want you, the audience, to ask yourself that question. Also wanted to ask you, what do you think if like we weren't if people weren't speaking up against these type of ideologies and things like that, what do you think the world would look like? Uh, we will have less people because they I don't know if in mm. ten years, but this is also part of uh, an effort that was started during the pandemic of depopulation. Mm-hmm. All these kids are going on puberty lockers, they're not gonna have kids. All these mm. kids are chopping off their uh, sex organs, not gonna have Oof. kids. And it's just be really, it's you know, different. it's going to be the very All different. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the families are falling apart. There's no more the, the eager to, to reproduce, you know. Our, our, mm-hmm. our yeah. most fundamental basic, like animal, I look at it as an animalistic uh, desire is to have children. And I, I see myself as a last man that it's a little, I think it's a little, f- I mean, it's not a wrong thing to say, but it's, <laughs> it's a, we are a little fuck-ups. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we it's a little fuck up of nature yeah. because I, you know, I, I couldn't thanks to thanks to science I can now have children on my own yeah. uh, or with with a same sex partner. Yeah. Thankfully, as a woman, I can mm-hmm. have it on my own, or she, or she can have them. But for gay couples, like it's hard. Is gay, difficult. I feel yeah. Especially for so men, that, that's that a cost. Especially for men, cost a lot of money. So there's a whole talk but about sur- sur- surrogacy. All right, Maggie. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. So anyway, so thank you for coming on our podcast. It was great having you as a guest. We talked about so many different things. Very beautiful conversation. I like hearing your story and everything uh, included with it. And I want you guys to understand that, you know, Rachel is not a bad person. She's not no neo-Nazi. She's not no any of this stuff that you garbage you guys are spewing and hate and stuff like that. She's a very great person. Her Obviously, as you heard, she's all this work to her is meaningful. It gives her life purpose, right? So... Basically, thank you, Rachel, for having us have coming on our podcast and having yeah. you it was great. It was awesome. Do you want to say anything to the audience? Last attended? words, and where can we find you also? Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Go well, ahead. first of all, Andre uh, and, and Kev, thank you so, so much uh, for having me and giving me an opportunity to speak to your uh, audience. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can find me, well, on Sunday, you can come to my event. Even if you hate us, you're welcome. I have no problem. <laughs> so people found out uh, the location uh, because I guess some, uh, some infiltrator bought tickets, so they start harassing the venue. Yeah. I don't care. Come, yeah. you're welcome to come. Meet me in person. See that I'm not a neo-Nazi. I think Nazi. <laughs> I think for the most part, Nazis will will be proud that they're Nazis. Like they put in the slogan, they walk in with the flag, and yeah. this. Why would 
Like, if you call us Nazis and we're denouncing it, why would you continue to call us Nazis? Also, we don't stand for anything that the Nazi stands for. And as I, as I said, as a Holocaust survivor granddaughter who is named after my great-grandma who was slaughtered by the Nazis in Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Nazi. I, uh, I love Jews. Honestly. <laughs> uh, and then I also, I have trans friends who mm-hmm. I uh, respect. We have trans people in the organization that I respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to put the kids to be left alone. Yeah. Um, and if you if you agree with me on that and you want to hear hear more of what I have to say, you can find me uh, mostly on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but just go to Instagram, find me there. My name is Mage, which is Maga, with a Y, Mage <laughs> underscore forty five, which is the best president. Which is also <laughs> gonna be also gonna be forty seven. <laughs> I, I may have to add it after. Yeah, <laughs> So when you type in MAGA, you will see also a lot of other accounts. Uh, They are my backups because Instagram continuously is shutting me down, censoring me. They don't like me, but it's okay. It's a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Uh, But you can go there, and I have my link in my my bio. You can find all the other platforms that I'm on, but I'm mostly on Instagram. All right. Thank you so much. We'll leave it off here, and I hope to maybe have you sometime again in the future. Yeah, for sure. sure. Part two. All right. Take care. Peace out.